Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. I know time is a relative concept. It's actually a construct of mind. And if you've been following the podcast episodes right along, you're up to date as they're released, then you've noticed that there's been a gap in my releases. About a week. Part of that is me kicking off my new Badass Manifestor program, which you're still able to register for, at least for another week here. After that, there'll be no way you can catch up and not really stay in the momentum of the group. Uh, But, you know, that's your choice, I guess. But I think the real design behind the Be a Badass Manifestor uh, group coaching program is that you get the energy of the group. You get the energy of the conversations and the questions. Everyone's kind of in the same vein. And when you have a number of people that are on the same journey, on the same path, then there are more things that are available. Energetically, there's a greater degree of momentum. And Law of Attraction Manifesting is all about building momentum. And so if you're in the idea, if you've been sitting on the fence, now's the time. Just take the fact, the idea that you've been interested as an urging, a gentle urging from the universe, from your other than conscious mind to get involved. And if you have been sitting on the fence thinking about going ahead and there's any resistance around it, there's any fear that's coming up, take a look at that. Where are your beliefs not in alignment with possibly something that you really want? But in the end, it's your ability, your responsibility to discern What is best for you? And really look at it or approach it from different perspectives. Now, I started talking about time. I I got kind of sidetracked because I have been in this conversation in the Nexus, in the, the group coaching program. But I want to continue this conversation that I started on the front end of this about time, time being a mental construct. Like I said, if you've been following the episodes right along, listening as they're released, then you've noticed a pause in the action. But if you're coming in from behind, if you're coming back historically, and these are actually in the past, my past, but your future, (laughs) it's not going to seem like any delay at all. You'll just go from one episode into the next. A situation that happened to me about 10 years ago, I had been thinking about a woman that I had dated from many years past, and uh, I just wondered what she was up to. I wondered what was going on in her life. I was just curious about her. wasn't really interested in getting back together. I just really liked her. And I was sorry that, you know, our, our paths didn't merge together at that time. But I just thought about her. She was on my mind. She kept popping up in my head, popping up in my consciousness. So I took that as an urging from the universe to start investigating. So I started doing an internet search. And it was after about 30 minutes when I discovered she had passed away. She actually died two years earlier than my search, almost to the day. But even though she had died two years earlier, and I hadn't really seen her in probably six or seven years, it felt like she just died to me. I felt grief. I felt like in that moment, I felt like I just lost one of my best friends. After I got over the grief, what I found fascinating was my mind how I had the experience of feeling an immediate loss when it had actually, in physical form, taken place two years earlier. What I was actually grieving 
was the idea, the story that I had in my head about her, what she was up to, how her life was going. And in my mind, it was unfolding just beautifully. And in many ways, it did. As I I traced her history, she really impacted a lot of students. She was a, a college professor. She was actually a teacher of teachers. But in my research, I discovered many of her students that were now teachers wrote about her, how she impacted their life. And as a consequence, she's impacting their students and their students' students. It was through all these comments and these memorial, uh, these ideas that were memorialized on this page that really assisted in shaping how her life had taken off after we parted ways. But overall, this experience helped shape, in my mind, how we hold time, how we hold events in our mind and storylines. Whether they're true or not, we hang on to a story. And at any given moment, we have an ability to tell a different story. And, you know, I didn't have any direct interaction with her previous eight years, now 18 years. But had I not read that page, that memorial page, I would have created a different story. I don't know exactly what I would have actually created, but it was beautiful in having that picture, that story picture I want to juxtapose that to this this whole idea about mind mastery, this conversation that we're in on an ongoing basis. At any given moment, we have the ability to tell a new story about the past. It's just in our hanging on, the retelling of a story many times, it's a disabling story, uh, not in a, a disempowering story. That's the word I was looking for. Many times it's a disempowering story that we retell and we say, because of that, because of that dynamic, because of my parents, because of what I went through as a child or as a teen or that first relationship, we tell that story as if that justifies the feelings that we're having today. Now, in the context of this episode, I'm not diminishing whatever past experience you had. It was what it was. But what I want you to consider is how our brains work, how our mind works. You see, our other than conscious mind, our subconscious mind, does not know the difference between a story we tell and something we make up. Any idea, any story that we vividly hold in our mind, our other than conscious mind, our subconscious mind, accepts as truth, as if it really happened. Now, I've gone into this before, but I'll go into it again. You see, how we take in the world, how we perceive the world, how we exchange or interchange, interact. Uh, These words that I want are kind of the second or third word in. How we interact with the real world out there is we take information, frequency, vibration, and we interpret it in our head through our five representational systems. We represent the world out there to our inner world. And in the process, we delete information, we generalize information, and we distort the facts. We distort perceptions in order to arrive, you know, fit it in to our perspective, fit it into our belief system, our value system. We literally repackage reality in our head. Now understand, since that's how we interact with the world, we're always making things up at any given moment. We're not really interacting with the world the way it is. We're always interacting with an interpretation, a representation. 
And I know that may fly in the face of a lot of you that think you have a conscious awareness or that you're very aware of reality. Are you really? If you understand, if you know, if you can accept that you repackage, reinterpret the world in any way whatsoever, even the slightest, then it's possible that there are areas or circumstances or situations where you've done it a lot. This is where the good news comes in. How this empowers us is that we have the ability to tell any story about us. And when we tell it vibrantly and repeatedly with conviction, then we start to believe it. Even if on a conscious level, you know it to be made up. If you tell it congruently, if you tell it with feeling, with intensity, then part of you starts to believe it. I could say something to the effect, I am the master of the universe. I'm all-powerful, magical, dynamic, and have the ability to shape reality according to my very will. That actually felt kind of powerful. I don't know how it sounded, but it felt good. Now, if I say that again and again and again, because I just kind of made it up on the spot, but part of me does believe that, but not to the effect that I said it. But the more I think about it, the more I think I could be right. But the point I'm getting at is you could say anything to yourself again and again, because the world, people, other people have said things to you that have been outright lies and you bought it. You bought it. You bought into it. You bought into the idea that you're not enough, that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're a-okay. And even if you don't think you're okay, that's okay. Because it's your reality. You can choose the thoughts that you want. You can do anything that you want. All you need to do, all that's required, is that you align your heart, how you feel, with your mind, your thinking, with your body, how you move about in the world. That is congruence. When you act congruently towards an end, it, it has to come to pass. Shakespeare said it. To assume a virtue, act as if you have it not. This is not faking it till you make it. It's acting as if. If you act congruently, that this is who you are. This is how you're showing up. This is how you've chosen to be, regardless of the past, because in past conversations, we've said or we've established that the past is an illusion. It's not real. Once it's over, it's over. It's just in our recalling it to the present that revivifies it, makes it real in this moment. Because there's been times when in my past, I believed in the Easter Bunny. I believed in the Tooth Fairy and even Santa Claus. And the only one of the three that I brought forward is Santa Claus, the spirit of Christmas. I've repackaged it in a way that kind of resonates with my mind, my adult mind. But those are three topics, three ideas, three beliefs I had from an earlier age that were very real to me. And I could have easily discarded Santa Claus, Father Christmas, but I didn't. I chose to retell that story in a way that it worked for me. And so in some ways, I get to be Santa Claus. I get to be Father Christmas. I get to spread good cheer, the spirit of Christmas. Because to me, it's more the energy of the season, the energy of communion and our, our common humanity than a religious celebration. But that's my story. I guess this was a roundabout way for me to talk about how the world is a mirror of your mind. How you run your brain is how the world occurs. The things you choose to pay attention to, the stories you tell, that is reality. So if reality out there, the world out there, 
isn't all that cheery, then begin looking at the stories that you're telling. Even though you think that you're telling the truth, the hermetic saying is like this, as within, so is without. The hermetic writings, the hermetic philosophy or theosophy is oriented around Hermes, the Greek god of medicine, magic, and communication. It's all about alchemy, and many of the New Age thoughts arise from the Hermetic order. But what's interesting, you'll find many of these ideas also interwoven within the Bible and every other religious text. But this idea that the world is a mirror of your mind, that means how you interact with money. It's reflective of the thoughts that you have about money your relationships, how you choose to see other people, people show up to match your internal representation. They may have many, many behaviors that don't fit your story about them, but you don't see them. You don't even pay attention to them. If I hold an expectation for you, I'm going to see that behavior show up 99 times out of 100, very seldom Do you get the opportunity to surprise me? And if you do, it's a glitch in the matrix. That's not real. That's not how you really show up. I know who you are. I don't know who you're being in that moment, but I know who you really are. And I talked about this too when we fall in love with people. We tend to look at only certain aspects of their behavior, only certain aspects of their personality, the things that we really admire, the things we want to appreciate and amplify. The other things, the other things, the irritations, the seemingly insignificant attributes of their personality, we downplay those. We don't even pay attention to them, and many times we ignore them, or we pretend they're not there. In a previous episode, I talked about when I worked for FedEx, and I was kind of in the attitude that I was just slapping boxes, and I was in the wrong place. I wasn't enjoying my job. I wasn't, and, you know, all that could have been true. But I decided since I was going to be there, I was going to shift my attitude. I was going to shift how I showed up. I decided that after a conversation with a new hire, she had been there maybe two months, loved the job, was totally amazed that she was doing what she was doing, getting paid what she was doing, or getting paid for the work she was doing, which was so much better than the other job she left. So to her, this was tremendous opportunity. And she asked me excitedly, how'd your day go? And it was a tough day for me. And I started talking about how tough it was and what I got myself into. And I don't know if I'm in the right place anymore. And I don't know where my story was. But then she just kind of innocently said, but you created it. And it like hit me like a hammer between the eyes. I created it. Yeah, That was totally within my belief system. I knew I did. I didn't realize I was complaining. I didn't realize that I was causing all this grief day in, day out, because I was looking at the position, looking at the job, looking at what I did as less than. Less than my capabilities, you know, kind of below my education. Just, it was less than. But after she said that, I realized I did create my experience, and I could recreate it. It really was like a kick in the butt, a wake-up call, a slap in the face, like, pay attention, dude, you're creating this. And so I shifted my attitude. I decided, since I was there, I was going to show up 110%. I was going to go the extra mile. I was going to be happy because it was a choice. It's not a, it's not given as a result of circumstance. We choose to be happy, do we not? And I was going to choose to be joyful. I was going to give a smile away to every person I met. And that decision 
totally changed the trajectory of my life. And it could easily be said, had I not had that conversation at that moment, I would not be here on this podcast. So we can look back on the times of our life and we can tell one story. I've said this before, we can either tell the story, the narration of our trauma, or we can tell the story of our healing. We can't tell both stories at once. Wherever our focus is, that's our experience. That's what we push forward. That's what we put out forward into the future. The story we're telling is actually our point of attraction. The energy and emotion behind that story is our point of attraction. In the context of law of attraction, that energetically is what we're drawing to us. Even though it may be, quote-unquote, the truth, of course, it happened in that way. That's one perspective, but you can tell the story completely different. Yes, that happened, but this is where I'm heading now. So this has been your Quotable Monday. The world is a mirror of your mind. From the Hermetic saying, as within, so without. And so, until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>